you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Coe, joined alongside by the crew. It's the man behind the glass, the man with the master plan, the whiz kid from Wisconsin. That's a long title for you. Yeah, you keep adding sections <laughs> to it week after week. <laughs> Alex Gellar there. Uh, my guy Marcus Grant, MG, what's up? What's going on? And the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Fabiano. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. Had a good night last night. Yeah? Had a lot of Le'Veon Bell comebacks. There you go. A lot of stock invested to Le'Veon Bell in that last touchdown at the very end Literally of the game. last Dude, second. That was oh a gutsy call God. by Todd Haley, man. If they didn't get in and the time ran out, I mean, that would have been the big story all day about how <laughs> the, the Steelers shouldn't have done that. They should have kicked the field goal. Instead, Haley, Tomlin, our heroes. Tomlin's great, man. Tomlin's great. He don't care. I don't care. You don't kick the field goal with Vic playing as he did. I, I love. I, I would have. I would have rode or die with that call as well. Yeah, I think you go. For, you go for the win on the road. You, you got a quarterback who's struggling. I, I like it. Yeah, I was happy too because I was playing in a league against Antonio Brown and I had a lead. Mm-hmm. And without going into OT, I'm, I'm a Good. winner. Um, so. You know what was great about it too was that so he calls the Wildcat. Uh, the Chargers then call a timeout, and I was like, oh, they're changing this play up, dude. There's no way. Once you, once you show the Wildcat and then they, they adjust to it, you can't call it. A, he calls it again. He doesn't care. Why not? You're the Stop fel- me. It felt like the end of like a basketball game uh-huh. when a team lines up. They're, they're about to run their inbound play, and the yeah. other team calls a timeout. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so then you exactly. To, that's what it felt like. And, and, and what, nine times out of ten, they changed the play. They changed the it, play, right? but not the Steelers. No, not the Steelers. No, we're going to literally put the ball in the hands of our best player. But, which is what Matt Harmon preaches all the time on Twitter. <laughs> Just give it to your good players. <laughs> uh, it was great, man. But, uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about some takeaways for this Monday night. By the way, we got some uh, some great uh, we we got a great content here, obviously, as we do every single week. We're going to get to our top headlines, talk about Charles uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, we're going to break down that backfield. Who should you pick up? 
Uh, we will be talking about Andrew Luck, Blake Bortles, Justin Forsett as well. And then we're going to be talking about we, – we got to get negative sometimes on this podcast. A little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about guys we are giving up on. And then when you are giving up on them, who are you adding off the waiver wire? Of course, it's Tuesday, so of course we're going to get to as many of your waiver wire ads as possible. And then the daily daps, uh, everyone's – America's favorite – portion of the podcast clearly <laughs> but let's uh, talk about the monday night football game uh, let's get some reactions here obviously antonio gates holy cow welcome back to the welcome world. welcome back man. loved it loved it anybody who drafted him and held on to him or was lucky enough to pick him up off the waiver wire you got to feel like a genius right about now because sure he came out two touchdowns led all tight ends in fantasy points <laughs> including beating out our boy gary barnage who had another huge day uh, more dog. points than Rob Gronkowski. So, hey, you know what? He Gates, looks he looks spry, back, too. I agree. I remember hearing in the offseason he had, like, a new workout or, like, health regimen. He's like, I feel well, great. That's He's part like, of what landed well, him on. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was his health and a suspension. That was true, like, apparently, whatever. But – he was like, I feel great. He's like, I can't wait to come back. Like, this is the best he's felt in a while. I mean, you hear this narrative all the time. You're sure. Like, oh, great. You feel awesome. Especially good. from veterans. Yeah, good Especially. aging player who's <laughs> been in the NFL for like 12 years. But Gates looked great. He looked, looked fast. Awesome. So, and this also, I think, speaks awesome. to – it seems like every couple of weeks we find a new tight end to latch on to and right? you know, try to think. But with that performance last night, 92 yards, two touchdowns, Antonio Gates is already the 20th ranked tight end in all of fantasy football. Get out! Really? <laughs> With one game, <laughs> is number 20 among tight ends. It's funny, too, because before last year, you guys will remember, he, he was fading. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was really fading for a couple of years, and now the resurrection of Antonio Gates last year and into uh, 2015. I felt like last year was, you know, Phillip Rivers, I, I think, put a little bit less on his shoulders, tried to make more checkdowns. He, he kind of, I think, bought into that Mike McCoy system a little bit more. Um, and, and I think Antonio Gates was the beneficiary of that because when you're checking down a little bit, uh, not taking all these crazy seven-step seven drops, well, Gates is right there. And, and, you know, they've got one of the best bromances in all of the National Football League. Let's talk about Danny Woodhead, though. Um, I, you know, he didn't get a ton of carries. It was interesting to me because they wanted to feature Melvin Gordon more, it seemed like. Yes. They did. They made a concerted effort to do so. Uh, and he had a good PPR night, but in standard leagues, agreed. He, he's given you fewer than eight points again. Right. I saw a good, interesting stat, too, with Gordon that he had uh, only been targeted seven times the entire year, and in, like, the third quarter, uh, he had already been targeted seven times in that game. So that was kind of an oh, anomaly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was from Graham Barfield's good follow on Twitter, too. But, I mean, Woodhead proved again, like, even with limited touches, the guy's got a safe production floor. He's not, he's not going to be a weak winner, but on his, like, what, what did he have? Like, four or five touches? He had, like, 70-some he had, he had yards? Five catches. He had uh, four, four carries. Ended up with 76 total yards. And again, as, as you mentioned, it's not a weak killer. If, you, if you're sticking Danny Woodhead in your flex, you love this guy as a flex, right? Because mm-hmm. he gives you a pretty safe floor. Six or seven points is a floor. This is in standard, by the way. Yeah, in standard. PPR, <clears throat> he's, he's a beast. And uh, this was just one of those ones where he didn't get any insulin. The whole the offense, aside from those drives with Gates, struggled a lot. Their offensive right. line has some issues, so that's a concern. But uh, hopefully, guys, like, hopefully now that Gates is back, Stevie Johnson can come back, that offense will, will get humming a little bit more with the, the weapons around Rivers. All right, how about Keenan Allen, though? How do we uh, grade his performance? Uh, listen, I mean, it, it wasn't a great night. In PPR, he gave you a double-digit fantasy point. Sure. But Allen's been so good this year overall. Uh, you forgive him for giving you one mediocre stat line. It's going to happen. Although he did give you that one negative point uh, week. 
which was like, where did that come from? It's like you, he got like 17 in week one, like a negative point five in week two, another 17 in week three. He, I mean, I mean, right now he's it's just baffling. He, he's a point behind Odell Beckham Jr.'s fantasy production. Look so at that. I will take that Look all at, day yeah, long. Yeah, you will. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're looking at a guy who's given you 13 plus in three of five games. That's, well, that's consistent for a wide receiver. You drafted where? Fifth round? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I, I think I, I look at Keenan Allen. I mean, I, I think his ceiling is as a, a wide receiver, too. I don't know that he's ever going to be anything more than that for your fantasy team. It's funny because he's the guy who, um, I won't say he took over for Vincent Jackson, but, you know, Vincent Jackson was that guy in San Diego sure. for a number of years who was always, you know, his totals at the end of the year look great, and then you look at his week by week, and it was up and down. Yeah. And I feel like Keenan Allen is sort of the same thing. Like his his numbers at the end of the year, I think, are going to look good. I don't but know. You think? I, I just feel like I, I feel like Keenan Allen in this offense because they do so much more short passing that on a week to week basis he is a little bit more. Cons- I just I just argued against myself. Of course. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm with Marcus. Like it's, it was, I was getting worried because uh, Keenan Allen's been one of the hardest people to rank. Every week, Every because week. he had his 166 yard, like yeah. 15 catch game. Then, like you said, the negative game. Then he bounced back. Then he was like, okay, and he didn't have a target until like 30 seconds left in the first half or something. He wasn't even looked at right. in the yes. offense. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a little bit volatile, but uh, if you just roll with him every week, you'll probably be happy with the production at the end of the year. All right, we got to get to the other side of the ball, man. What do we do with Antonio Brown? You hold you, on to him and you keep, wait for Ben Roethlisberger. I, I mean, I get that. And you wait I for get Roethlisberger. That. I mean, uh, that's the case. Well, so I, I'll ask you this. I was just talking to Adam Rank, who who obviously is one of the largest Antonio Brown supporters in the building. But he's at the point now where he feels like in a 10-team league, he's benching Antonio Brown until Ben Roethlisberger comes back because the production, the, the upside isn't there and the the volatility at the position, a position that you can manufacture decent production out of, uh, is just not there. Is there something to that? I mean, um, I'm if I had options, if I had a decent bench, like if I had a, a John Brown that was sitting on my bench instead, right. of, instead of Antonio Brown, I'd throw John Brown out there. In a 10-team league. In a 10-team league. I, it's I, Not me. I think okay. it sounds yeah. crazy. I'm not look, doing it. Look, look at it this way. This is a guy that was on – all-time great streaks for consistency with yardage, yes. catches, or touchdowns in games. Like 40-plus streaks that both got destroyed, destroyed. in the two, the two games <laughs> Vic has been in there. Destroyed. This, Brown was historically bulletproof, and Vic just ripped off his Kevlar vest, basically. And <laughs> now Antonio Brown's trying to dodge bullets. Those kryptonite bullets. Those yeah, kryptonite I, bullets. I don't know. I'm with Fabs on this one. I just, I think, I think he's too talented, and I think that they're going to find ways to get the football in his hands. Right. I mean, because you just, you can't keep running the wildcat with Le'Veon Bell, especially when Le'Veon doesn't hand it off. I mean, when when he drops back there. You know he's going to run the football. Yeah. So they, they've got yeah, to they've got to diversify. Gave it to D'Angelo a couple times. Yeah, but I, also I, I can't do it. Looking ahead, Brown's playing the Cardinals next week. Yeah. Okay. You're telling yep. me you're going to start him yep. with Mike Vick under center and Patrick against Peterson out Patrick there? Peterson, Calais Campbell, <laughs> the Honey Badger at all? Uh oh. I got to tell you, I'll take my chances. I am doing it. I think I'm, I think I take my chances. I'm doing it. No, but... thank you. Oh man, I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. I, I could see both sides of the argument for sure, but uh, I, I tell you, beware. I mean, I would, you know, I I would be nervous about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not rushing in here feeling all super confident about it, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, that. Also, too, like too much upside. You got, four teams, you got four teams on a bye. How many people in a ten or twelve team league actually have enough depth where they're going to be able to fill two wide receiver spots and a flex spot and say 
Antonio Brown's not good enough to be in any one of the three. And if you're in a league where people are freaking out and Antonio Brown is, is out there as a, as a trade target, go get him now. Go get him. Because well, when Roethlisberger comes I would back, love to which that, could right? be yeah. this week, I don't know if it's going to be, it's, but it's Roethlisberger pro- could be yeah. this week. More likely, everything sounds like week seven, right? In the in their right. following game, which and they play Kansas City that week. Too. One, oh, hey man, oh. Roethlisberger come Weather back. The storm. Brown against Weather Kansas the City. Storm. <laughs> Weather the storm. That's, that's uh, what I, would I would say this. I don't think you're doing your job as a uh, top flight fantasy manager if you're not at least testing the temperature in the room uh, to see what you can get for Antonio Brown. Heck or, yeah, or you know what you got to give up to go get Antonio Brown. At least test the temperature. You're not trading. You're not trying, Co. Yeah, okay, there you go. All right, let's get to our top headlines. All right. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the world. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, here we go. I feel sad. Jamal Charles, torn ACL. It's his second torn ACL over the last five years. Am I correct in saying that? I think he tore his other knee in. Yeah. Oh, no. 2011. 2011. 2011. Yeah. 2011. That was was the infamous NFL.com puts Jamal Charles coming off of the field on a cart on their homepage promoting. You it's can not still too late play to start fantasy yeah. football. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. That was on Deadspin. I that remember that was, was all over. That was, that was a swing and a miss. That was, that yes. was yes. Oops. Okay. Right. That that's yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> but it was against Detroit, I believe. All right, so it's Jamal Charles. He's got a torn ACL. Um, Very sad. And uh and uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery because you know, he, his loss is not just a loss for fantasy, man. It's a loss for football. It's it is. Really yes. exciting 100%. watching him play. Um, Kansas City is not necessarily a, I don't know, <laughs> electric offense. Exciting, exactly. exciting electric offense. I look if they come up on my Sunday dial, I'm not necessarily saying, oh my gosh, I have to absolutely watch uh, KC. But I will say, I absolutely do have to watch Jamal Charles. So yeah. the the NFL is losing an, um, is a, a grade one star. He's so good, Jamal Charles. No he's great man. Uh, but and he's irreplaceable. I agree. But here we are in fantasy. We always have to talk about who is uh, going to replace the irreplaceable star. All right, so Jamal Charles goes down. It, it immediately becomes a debate of whether you should add uh, uh, Char- Char- Charcantric West. West or Niall Davis. Um, mm-hmm. I'm torn on this. I know Charcantric West is the next man up on the depth chart, but he's a smaller back. Uh, he's 5'9", about 205 pounds. He's got great speed. Uh, you know, he only had a he, he had his 40 tested. <clears throat> small school, by the way, Abilene Christian, second year player. Uh, he had his 40-time uh, done at his pro day. Now, i got to ask you a question, James. Sure. Do you have every 40-time and weight and height memorized for every player? No, no only the up. players. He does his research. Only the players that, uh, that I am considering adding because I like to look at a guy's profile and then see how he fits into an offense. Um, and that's kind of, the I guess, the holistic approach uh, to how I add all these guys, uh, whether they're tight ends, uh, running backs, wide receivers. But, no, you're right. I, I do mention 40 times uh, height, weight a lot because, well, heck, I mean, that's what g- regular GMs are doing, are they not? 
Um, all right. So and hand size and <laughs> crazy stuff. Look, like man, that. I could give I, I, you. You're talking about the GMs that drafted Jamarcus Russell number one overall. I mean, come on. I could give you his broad jump if you want, uh, but I will not bore. And his uh, his bench press, but I will not bore you with those numbers. Do you, I think know, the, do you know the square root of the size of his apartment? <laughs> right. I do not. I do not. Uh, but no, okay, let's, let's break this down, man. If, he, is, if he had a race yes. with Chad Ochocinco and a Jaguar, who would win? <laughs> and a ja- uh, the Jaguar. Right the Jaguar. Win. Okay. Uh, number one, and I think he would win number two, Charkandrick West, and then it would be <laughs> Ocho Cinco. Uh, but no, uh, so who do we add here? Charkandrick West, and you know, of course, we, then of course we have to hear about the, the reports of Pierre Thomas working out for Kansas City. Why? Why must we well, hear the reports? They have to add someone. Of they have Pierre to add Thomas. Depth. Uh, but no, Charkandrick West or Nile Davis, what say you, gentlemen? Alex Gelhar, we'll start with you. I, I think it's West. West was getting more reps this year as the backup anyways. He was the first number called when Charles went down. He's been the more effective runner. Like People like to remember Nile Davis' couple like splashy games filling in for Charles here and there. He's not that good of a running back. He's he's not that effective. Uh, Charkandrick West is the better one. And as far as your like height, size thing, Justin Forsett's 5'8", buck 95. Agreed. And he's a darn good running back. Absolutely. How big is Devonta Freeman? I mean, 5'8", uh, 5'9". He's like 5'8", 5'9". 5'10", or something like that. I'll yeah. look him up quick. Size um, doesn't matter in that case. But um, <laughs> Judge me by my with, size, do you? That's right. With, with West, I think he's the one. They're definitely – it's not going to be – not one of these backs is not going to come in and take all of Jamal Charles' touches. Uh, it's still it's going to be somewhat of a committee, but I think West is going to get the lion's share pending them signing a free agent, and he's the one you should – Go after more aggressively on the waiver wire, but both, I mean, both should be picked up. I, I don't think that um, either one will get you know thirty carries a game. I think that's fair to say. But if somebody gets twenty carries a game, which is you know I think what we've seen out of Andy Reid, Andy Reid's not one of these guys that rotates guys in every other series. No, uh, he does like to feature a guy and then really go with the change of pace. I guess what I'm saying here with Charkandrick West and Nile Davis, we've seen Nile Davis produce. He, As you mentioned, um, he had a couple of very splashy games. He's a great north-south guy, not great east-west. Uh, I don't know how that all plays into this offense. But to me, at least when I look at the profiles, it, it seems as if Nile Davis might be your your normal back and then Charkandrick West would be your change of pace back. So – I'm really torn. This is this is coming from a guy. I'm about to drop ninety fab dollars out of a hundred to go pick That's up a lot. to go pick up Charkandrick West. Wow, I'm d- you know why I'm going to wow. do it because I, I have no running backs. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were Wait, is this about- the league we were talking yes. about yesterday? Yeah. Oh my god, list off your running backs. This is I wish I had like the, some sad music to play right now. Because this is, it's, this wait, 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 wait. Would this be a league where you didn't draft running backs early and now <laughs> you are dead at the position? Uh, go? Look, look, look. Exactly. Back. This is the league this is exactly where, why you uh, don't do it. No, that's not true. That's I don't know. True. Here's a, I know before I take us too off track. I don't know if that applies this year. When I was look, I was looking this morning at the list of top scoring running backs. I'm and with there you. aren't a lot of guys that you drafted early that are in you the list. You drafted Jeremy Hill early. You drafted Justin Forsett early. Yeah, well, he's come back, so that's good. But you drafted C.J. Anderson early, uh, Lashawn McCoy early. There's t- there's there's busts at every position early in the round, and I hear that. Um, it, here's the thing. So my uh, what what is it? My my running backs. Yeah, it's uh, Shane Vereen, Chris Thompson. Uh, Tevin Coleman. Um, uh, I got another third down back. Charles Sims. Oh, Charles Sims uh, are my four running backs that I'm rotating. <laughs> <And I'm trying laughs> to... Look, it's a PPR league, all right? It's a, four, it's a 14-team 
PPR league. All right, guys, calm down. I'm in second to last place in that league, all right? I, I had Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah, that hurts too. That hurts. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so here we go. Um, like I said, we have limited moves in this one as well. You can only make 20 moves the entire season. I'm dropping $90 out of my fat budget to go pick up Charkandrick West. By the I way, by the way, in case you don't know at home, when he says fab budget, that's not something that we have orchestrated with is, Fabiano. Oh, over right, here. It's not a Fabiano. Because uh, uh, some people still don't play this, and I feel like it's good to explain. It's the free agent acquisition budget. It is far and away the superior way to run your waiver wire. Hundred percent. Instead agree. of having the waiver priority, where the last place right. person always gets the top pick. Everybody gets a set budget of fake dollars that they can spend on players on a given week. So if you need somebody, like in James's case, West, you have every chance to get him as long as you're willing to spend. I have been hoarding my fab dollars waiting for a running back to emerge that I could just dump it all on. But I don't know that Sharkandrick West is that guy. I know. Now, in my view, I, I know, pal. <laughs> in, in, it's funny because in my league of record, I – I drafted Jamal Charles. He was yeah. my first round pick. Okay. So obviously, I went to the waiver wire on on Sunday afternoon okay. to try to put in a claim, only to find out someone already has Jarkandrick West in wow. my league. I have no idea who or how or when it happened. Good for him. But somebody already has Jarkandrick West. Good for him. <laughs> All right, so I'll ask you, uh, Marcus, who who are you sticking with in this uh, Jarkandrick West now Davis uh, duo here? Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Mack. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think he's the beneficiary of this. Right. I mean, I, I do think that between West and Davis, there's going to be enough of a split that neither one is going to be super productive. Um, you know, maybe maybe one of them catches fire on a particular week, but but on a week to week basis, I don't know that I trust either of them. West is the guy to go after, in my opinion. Davis should also be added, kind of just in case. And Marcus is right. I've been telling people to trade Jeremy Macklin. I'm backing off of that now because without Jamal Charles in that offense. Macklin is clearly, God bless you, Macklin is clearly now the top weapon there. Um, maybe Travis Kelsey is, is 1A, and, and he should see some more targets as well. Sure. But that'd be fun you also see. have to figure this. Kansas City's not good right now. They're going to be playing from behind, especially now if they can't establish the run, if, if West can't get the job done, if Davis is struggling. Uh, that means a lot of targets for Macklin and a lot of targets for Travis Kelsey. All right. So, Charkandrick West. Pretty much across the board. That's the guy. I'm the only guy here that's 50-50, huh? All right. That's fine. All right, let's go to Duval. Uh, Blake Bortles has grade one AC joint sprain in his shoulder. He injured it during the game, but he played through the injury. I, I didn't really see any drop-off in production, really, from Blake Bortles. Uh, the Jags offense, good. though, man, <clears throat> they got Julius Thomas back. He didn't make much of a splash uh, in terms of fantasy production, but I felt like his presence there at least took some linebacker heat off of their wide receivers. And, man, it's the Allen brothers. It's the Allen brothers there in Duval. Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns flying high. What, what do we make of this offense? Uh, I mean, they're fun to watch, and I was actually watching. I went back and watched the game uh, from Sunday. I was watching it uh, yesterday. But the one thing that concerns me long-term about that offense is okay. that they are very – they're very low percentage when it comes to their passing game. I mean, a lot of it is Blake Bortles standing back there and throwing the ball way down the field. I think I was looking. I think he is in the top five when it comes to air yards per attempt. You know, huh. people talk about Alex Smith and not throwing the ball far down the field. But He's the anti-Alex Smith. He kind of is in the sense that I think on average – He's throwing the ball almost 10 yards downfield uh, on every throw, and a lot of it is him standing in the pocket waiting for those guys to get open downfield. When they do, and they did a lot of that the last couple of weeks, it, it looks great. He's hitting guys downfield. He's making big plays. I think he leads uh, the NFL in passes, passes of over 20 yards 
Um, it's just kind of he a do, low he does. percentage. I, I put that on Twitter yesterday. He's had the most pass pass attempts that have gone at least twenty yards to air air yeah. yard air yards down the field. Right. Not like screen that they take for 20 yards right, right. so I mean and, and when, it, when it works it's great it's just low percentage and you wonder when they face some really tough secondaries uh, you know they are liable to get shut down all right so what do we make of Blake Bortles here is he has he graduated up to I don't know um, a reliable a reliable fantasy quarter I will tell you this I'd rather have Blake Bortles than Peyton Manning or Drew Brees right now yes no I agree Absolutely. I agree, I agree. Uh, Peyton Manning's done uh, and Drew Brees He's he's a matchup based starter. I mean, especially when he's not playing at home. I mean, that's, I think about it too. Who's, right got, who's got the better weapons right now? Right. It's Bortles. It's yeah. Bortles. The, yeah. The Allen and Allen show and yep. Julius Thomas coming back. Like that's going to open things up a lot. And I remember how happy I was when I got Drew Brees in the sixth round in a couple of leagues. And right. now I'm like, eh, ho hum. Uh. <laughs> better guys off the waiver wire. Next year, I am not drafting a quarterback at all. I'm waiting till the waiver wire, and then I'm going <laughs> to. I'm just I'm just going to load up on running backs. Some, yeah. some people don't draft. Like don't draft a kicker or a defense. That's what I'm doing. Pick him up on the way we're fast. Right, I'm no quarterbacks. That's let's, awesome. Seriously, let's look at I the love list. It. Let's look at the list right now. I know it's five weeks, but it's yeah. still a pretty good sample size. Andy Dalton's number one. Nobody drafted him. I, he, he's still available in I 25% of leagues I, on NFL.com. I, I believed in the Red Rifle. <laughs> right? Tyrod Taylor's fourth. Nobody drafted him. Carson Palmer's fifth. He was drafted late. Blake Bortles is sixth. He was drafted late, if not at all. Eli Manning is seventh. He wasn't drafted until the late rounds. I mean, Josh McCown is in the top 12. <laughs> Seriously, this is what, I mean. Josh look. McCown, he got knocked out of one game, and I he know. missed another game. The guy's, he's got he's more points than Russell Wilson. You know, he's been balling lately, too, and that's a guy I actually want to go back. I, I said this Please. to myself this morning, and I just shake myself. I'm like, I want to watch some Josh McCown tape. <laughs> I just want to see what this guy's been doing for the last three weeks. I mean, he, he, oh. put, he dropped 457 you know on the Ravens. It, 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 it's, it's a CB thing. And you know what I mean by CB? No. He's got to be playing on a team that the initials are CB. And then he's really good. <laughs> Chicago, so Bears, Chicago Bears, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> he was really good. And then, you know, he, he goes to Tampa and he stinks. Now he's with the Cleveland Browns. CB. It's all oh, about CB. That means he's out That's of Josh options. McCown. That is, this that is, is it. Yeah, I mean that that is the, he's, he's that, out of, he's that out of is options the now. Dumbest piece of analysis <laughs> ever here on a fantasy show, but I think it's fun. It's the it's the it's the la- he's on the last stop on the CD train right, right now. He's exactly. out of he's out of options now. Bro, exactly. he's done. Bro, you got to save that for our Marcos and Miguel. <laughs> yeah. When are we doing that? We're doing, uh, it's you know coming what? soon. It's coming soon. It's in the works. And, and I was gonna say, uh, I haven't even talked about it with the gang here, but I was like, you know what? We got to do this for the podcast every couple of weeks here. So you know what? Next week, pal. Doing Marcos and Miguel. We're doing do, do Marcos. We have to, but I, I we're only on audio here, so right. So no, not, we don't have to worry about now. Are, 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 are we now? Are we doing accents, or is that racist? <laughs> no, we'll have to we'll have to discuss that in committee. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to right? we'll, take, we'll take that offline. We'll have to discuss <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. I'm thinking. That yeah, that, I don't know if that's uh, idea. no, but no. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic Marcos and Miguel. But yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. To, with with Bortles, he should be rostered in like all leagues now. Yeah. Because another thing with them is the Jaguars are still a work in process progress. Excuse me. And they're going to be playing from behind a lot. He's he's a top ten quarterback right now, or top six or whatever, because of the volume of pass attempts he's been making, and that does not figure to change anytime soon. The only worry I have, and this is what we saw last year. I mean, granted, he was a rookie last year, but the turnovers, man, the turnovers. I mean, especially because not just the interceptions, but the fumbles too. I mean, to throw it downfield uh, that far, that often. You got to take a lot of deep. Here's problems. the thing, and though: it's got to sit back there for a while. It hasn't killed him. He's only got four turnovers on the year. Right. 
Um, no, no, I know that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But that's right. what I'm worried about moving forward mm-hmm. is will the turnovers start to then catch up? Because, listen, we know defenses in the NFL very sophisticated, and they're going to start figuring this out a little bit. Um, I wonder if they start dropping back in the zone or if they bring in a lot of uh, blitz pressure. Can he handle that? I that's think, my only let's, question. Let, let's for, take, for let's take a look at his schedule, too, okay? Um, turnovers aside, right? Because he's still a second-year quarterback, so yes. that's something to worry about. Sure. But you got Houston this week, you're starting them. Yep. You got Buffalo the following week. If you look at the numbers, you're starting not, them. It's not a bad matchup, actually. Then you're at New York playing the Jets, you're sitting them. Then you're in Baltimore, you're starting them there. They're passing 100%. Trash. Then Tennessee, Tennessee's defense is good. I mean, their defense has really been tough, so I don't know if he's a must-start there. He's got San Diego as well. In the fantasy playoffs, he's playing the Colts, start. Atlanta, start, New Orleans, start. I mean, I, w- I would say the the upside for Blake Bortles, honestly, is getting Julius Thomas healthy and getting him back in that offense. Because while you've got Hearns and Robinson going down the field, you've got that tight end who can be underneath. You, you, we didn't see TJ Yeldon come out. He caught a touchdown pass kind of on a scramble drill uh, on Sunday. But he's another guy who has the opportunity to kind of help out and be an outlet in case things break down. I do like the fact that he has been sacked less this year. I mean, he's been sacked 14 times through five games. It ain't great. <laughs> still a lot. It ain't great. <laughs> but last year he led the world in sacks. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the fact that he's you know, at least getting the ball out or at least not taking hits as much, uh, that's encouraging. All right, so there you go. Oh, by the way, T.J. Yeldon. Uh, also suffered a minor growing injury. He called it minor. He's uh, day-to-day, I guess. We're not exactly sure, but he called it minor, and uh, he's expecting to play on Sunday, so there you go. Andrew Luck is back practicing in full. Poor Josh Johnson has been added and dropped. Uh, I mean, the Colts are treating Josh Johnson like a uh, like a waiver wire ad here, basically. <laughs> you know, we're going to add him, we're going to drop him, we're going to add him, we're going to drop him, but uh, poor Josh Johnson's been dropped for the second time. Uh, in less than two weeks. But uh, Andrew Luck back practicing in full. <clears throat> what do we make of this news, gentlemen? Uh, it's good news, and I'm playing him. I don't know. You know, I'm not that, co- uh, as an Andrew Luck owner, I- I'm not that confident in Andrew Luck coming back and playing well. But I'll tell you what it does mean. It means good things for T.Y. Hilton. I think that's what it means. Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton have a, a certain chemistry. Uh, going I'm sure on. T.Y. is very happy. Sure, absolutely. About that. Um, and, and I think even someone like Dante Moncrief is going to re- really see some extra burn as well because, as we know, Andrew Luck likes to go deep. He likes to take uh, deep drops into the pocket, and he likes to hurl it down there. Uh, and T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief uh, absolutely excel at that, so I think those guys will be happy. Um, any other news or notes there in Indianapolis? I'm no. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, Matt Jones in Washington has a big toe sprain. He's uh, listed as day to day. Don't know the severity of the injury, but I do know this uh, running back, any skill position player, but especially at running back, having a a, uh, messed up toe. Yeah, that's is, not good. Is a supreme hindrance. Uh, He led the backfield in, in carries last week, but I'm wondering if. Because he's a rookie and all that, and they want to protect their investment, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Alfred Morris might not see some extra carries uh, this coming up week. Well, th- I mean, they're playing the Jets, though, so I don't even know if it matters. I'm not playing any of those guys right now, but um, it would be nice. I, we, we don't we don't wish injuries on anyone. We never want anyone to go down with an injury. Uh, but that backfield, if it becomes Morris's one way or another again, uh, I mean, that's the best-case scenario for fantasy owners, right? It's a best-case scenario for fantasy owners. So they play the Jets. 
uh, here in week six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was asking you uh, in the uh, in the Fantasy Fortress whether I should drop Chris Thompson or not. But then I saw news of Matt Jones, and I immediately canceled that, that drop request. I- I'm thinking in this scenario where they're so difficult up front, I think the Jets uh, getting Sheldon Richardson They are getting Sheldon well. Richardson yes, back. They are. Yep. Um, which is, oh, God. Scary. That's scary. But – could this be a situation where they're playing from behind? They need to throw the ball more in the fourth quarter because could Chris and Thompson... they they could use Chris Thompson a lot to slow down the pass rush there you too because Kirk Cousins might be running for his life back there, and then it's just a lot of those dink and dunks like I'm going to jump 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 past this over right. Shelton Richardson and you go do work, Chris Thompson. I'll tell you what, I don't feel bad about playing Chris Thompson in PPR uh, this week. Well, I don't feel bad. About he it. didn't really give you. I mean, he had what six catches? I think seven catches last week. He didn't have a ton of yards, but they were they put him out there and they were targeting him. It just didn't quite work out in terms of overall numbers the way we would have hoped against Atlanta. But Chris Thompson is still a part of this offense. Hundred you know, percent. I, I I do think maybe you see Alfred Morris get more carries because I don't know that they they trust Thompson. You know as a straight running back. Right. Uh, so as long as Matt Jones is dinged up, then I think Alfred Morris does benefit from that a little bit. Uh, I will say this uh, in, in regards to Chris Thompson. He's been – we talk about Danny Woodhead having a pretty safe floor for a flex player in PPR. Uh, in PPR, Chris Thompson's been double digits in, in almost every single game. Yeah, he's getting up there because they, they deploy him a lot, and it's a team that also is – when they need to move the ball quickly or is playing from behind, they'll roll with Chris Thompson. And it looks like Kirk Cousins as well is more than happy to, to dink and dunk his way downfield. All right. Uh, we go to Baltimore. Justin Forsett has an ankle sprain. He got rolled up on late in that game. Uh, I think he had amassed about 170 yards and a touchdown at that point. Um, he was, I mean, running well. So the last two weeks, Justin Forsett has been playing very, very at a very, very high yeah, level. Back to averaging over five yards a carry the last two weeks. There you go. Uh, so an ankle sprain for him, which is terrible news. It's not of the high ankle sprain so that's variety. very good news. Very good news. Uh, he was He's going to be a limited participant in practice uh, all week. I'm not sure of his status uh, coming into week six. I might... I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out. The the ankle injury he sustained it didn't look too good. So I'm a little bit worried about him. He did walk off under his own power and then wasn't limping into the locker room, so I guess it's just going to be a a question of uh, it'll be something him. yeah, it'll be something to watch how uh how he progresses throughout the week in practice and stuff. But if he doesn't go, um Lorenzo Taliaferro or Buck Allen. Buck Allen Taliaferro's got a foot injury too. He was inactive last week. Yeah, I mean Buck is the guy. I I watched that game and aside from one big run Buck had, I think it was like a 44 45 yard run something like that. He didn't really offer much. I mean, he he really kind of struggled, but as long as he's the one really healthy guy, he's going to be the guy to get the The, the good news is that when John Harbaugh had his uh, presser on Monday, he said there is a, quote, good chance. Forsett will go. That Forsett's going to play, so this is probably much ado about nothing, but it doesn't hurt if you have Forsett to add Buck Allen. The upside is they're playing the 49ers this week. Hello. so That's Marcus's squad. Uh, they stink. <laughs> They're not yeah, as bad right. at home, though. They stink out loud. They're not as bad as ho- at home, <laughs> they but they do stink. stink out loud. Oh, boy. All right, let's talk about guys we're giving up on. Uh, this is the negative portion of the show. If you don't want to be negative, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> fast forward. Fast, <laughs> fast forward. forward. Don't fast leave. Forward. You got uh, daps and waiver wires. Oh, that's true. That's true. Fast forward. Fast forward. No, but uh, we're about to get negative here. All right, let's talk about Peyton Manning. Are we giving up on Peyton Manning? Yep. I, I am. Peyton, yep. Manning, Peyton Manning is no longer a quarterback that you can leave in your starting lineup and not think about it. Uh, by the way, so Peyton Manning. Same is, thing with Drew Brees. Is one of four court starting quarterbacks who have played uh, all games uh, to have more interceptions than touchdowns. Seven interceptions and six touchdowns. Yeah, you know what's odd is that the Broncos have the best fantasy defense, but playing the Broncos offense is now a good matchup 
for opposing defenses because Peyton's uh, throwing picks all day long. That's crazy. Now. By the way, shout out to Charles Woodson who uh, yeah, who boy, finally got to, who got finally, him. Finally got, and I know Twice. he got him. I know Peyton had a little jab for him afterwards, but you know what? To heck with that. Shout out to Charles Woodson. And uh, that second pick he had was, was fantastic. Sick. Oh, fantastic. Was so sick. Vintage Chuck Woodson. That dude's like uh, the Frank Gore of defensive backs. Seriously? Oh yeah, and even more so. More that's, so. That's because actually he's thirty nine. That's actually what I, I tweeted after he made a second interception. I'm like, man, Charles Woodson and Frank Gore are gonna have some great stories to share when they're the last two. People <laughs> <on Earth>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Peyton Manning, we're giving Look, up on Peyton Manning. There the are, question is... There are a bunch of quarterbacks that have played fewer games than Peyton Manning and have more fantasy points than him. Jay Cutler, who was injured for two games, is all of uh, .84 fantasy points behind Peyton Manning. Jay, I mean, you're, you're looking Cutler. at... Cutler. Smoking I mean, Jay Cutler is list... .84 points behind him, and he only played in three games. <laughs> Jay, Jameis has 15 more points. Oh. And Jameis is a turnover machine. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, uh, I mean, <clears throat> Alex Smith, the, the, the list goes on and on. Wait, wait, wait. It's Colin strange. Kaepernick has more fantasy oh, yeah. points than Significantly oh, yeah. more fantasy points. Yep. Holy cow. Well, remember, he had that ridiculous garbage time game against Pittsburgh where he had, like, 30 points. Garbage points are still points, though. So. All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, are we straight dropping Peyton Manning? Can't drop him, but I think we were all on board last week, and, you know, if I'm wrong, please correct me, that – Against the Raiders, this we was, were, was supposed we to happen. Him. That this was, was supposed to and happen. Now, and now he's playing the Browns. That and was, it's another yeah. great matchup, and I don't trust him. Don't trust him. That was that was supposed to be the one. That was the only time I've played him in DFS this this year too. Man. I was like, I was like, this is gonna be great playing the Raiders. Did nothing. So now he's on my Dunzo list. Yeah. If you if you've watched Peyton play too, it's not good. It's it's really bad. It's I thought really I thought really the bad. telling part. I don't remember. I mean, this might have been the third quarter, but Peyton makes a pass. And uh, a flag comes out for what looked like illegal contact. And the announcers and the Raiders all were making the signal, no, the pass was tipped, no, the pass was tipped. But on replay, you looked, the ball wasn't tipped. That's just how it looks coming yeah. out of his hands uh, now. Yeah, like my when I have a catch with my girlfriend's five-year-old son, it kind of flutters. Okay. That's kind of what Peyton's passes look like these days. Which, which is sad. We will say, I've Peyton's been one of my favorite players to watch forever. Right. Dude, an amazing He's arguably player. the greatest fantasy quarterback of all time. However, I, uh, I'm i kind of Belichick in this one. I'm, I'm, I would cut him. if I don't own him in any leagues because I was afraid of this, right. so I have 0% share of Peyton Manning. What if I did? I'd cut him. Um, in week four, this is what I was watching. He had a lot of flutter balls, a lot of uh, ducks uh, coming out of his hand, but he was throwing to the guy who had single coverage. That's it. It was either Manny Sanders or Demarius Thomas, whoever had single coverage. He just threw it over there and said, go get it. Yeah, which has been hurting them. Demarius Thomas, outstanding fantasy player for the last several years, of the top 30 fantasy scoring wide receivers, has the lowest fantasy point per target. It's less than a point. It's oh, like point yeah, seven four. I'm really worried about Demarius yeah, Thomas he, right now. Peyton's uh, really th- – this is, this is p- potentially what you're going to see from Demarius after Peyton retires. Right when Brock Osweiler comes in, you're looking at a guy right now who's not even in the top 20 among wide receivers, and he was the second or third overall wide receiver picked in drafts. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Detroit. Uh, Matt Stafford was benched. Was benched? Oh, uh, benched. I forgot to mention the uh, Peyton Manning uh, story. Gary Kubiak says there's no controversy there. Right. 
Uh, don't know because his other quarterback is Brock Osweiler. Hey, hey, uh, hey! The mighty Pac-12 takes offense. I, look, I uh, look. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> all right, Sparky, that's, but that's that's enough Brock Osweiler talk on the podcast. Let's <laughs> move on. Um, speaking of a quote-unquote no quarterback controversy, there's apparently no quarterback controversy in Detroit. Again, Dan Orlovsky. Uh, right, Dan Orlovsky yeah. was the more effective quarterback somehow. Matt Stafford was benched in the third quarter. Uh, he has looked absolutely awful. Uh, I've been telling people to drop Matt Stafford for a while now. He's still rostered in a bunch of leagues, man. Yeah. Um, I think he's absolutely a drop. What I don't I, even know why he's on roster. What I think happens is that people just attach themselves to names, and that's happened with Peyton. It's happened with Breeze, uh, although to a lesser degree, Breeze hasn't been nearly as terrible as Peyton has no. this year. No, 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 no. People at all. don't look at production a lot of times. They look at name value, and they look at those names and keep those players on their rosters. It's but like, I think I think that the cliff for Stafford is is here, because there I'd rather have Bortles. Uh, there sure. there are a laundry list of quarterbacks I'd rather have. Nick than Foles Matthew has outscored Stafford. Matthew Stafford this year. Stafford makes Stardom and Sidham at quarterback easy for me because <laughs> I can throw him in there at some point every single week. Uh, as I mentioned before, Matt Stafford is the Johnny Depp of football. Studios Wait. keep getting Johnny Depp and, <laughs> and expecting uh, great production out of Johnny Depp. They're not getting it. It's not, uh, not a bad analogy. So there you go. So Matt Stafford, uh, so he's a bench. We've been not only a bench, he's a drop, guys. He's, he's a, drop. a drop. If you have Matt Stafford, drop him. He's not worth it with all the other quarterbacks that are out there on the waiver wire. But forget about Matt Stafford for a second. How about Calvin Johnson? What does this do for his value? Because honestly, honestly, All right, dude. he's getting open. I am. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there right now. He's going to have a big game this week against Chicago. Uh, he has scored a touchdown, I think, in all but one game that he's played uh, against the Bears in Detroit in his career. He will have a big game this week. Then trade him. <laughs> then trade him. Okay. Then trade him. I, I, I can't bench him. I mean... I'm falling into the trap of, you know, it's a big name, yeah. but wide receiver is not nearly as deep as quarterback. When you're looking at guys like Blake Bortles who are in the top five and he's still on the friggin' waiver wire, yeah. you don't have that at wide receiver. Mm -hmm. So you have to go out and stick with your guns. And, and I said this about Jimmy Graham too. Big game, trade him. Calvin Johnson, big game, trade him. That's the strategy. I mean, I was I was on the trade him boat last week, hoping that you know you could get somebody to take him based on name value alone. And I'm you know I haven't really moved off of that. I mean, the the, the Lions' offense is a disaster. I mean, it is just you know how many wide receivers right have more fantasy points than Calvin Johnson right now. I mean, a lot. We're looking a lot. we're looking at more than thirty, including Willie Sneed. Yeah, yeah. And Ted Ginn. And Doug oh. Baldwin and, and Leonard Hankerson. Oh, God, he's, uh, he's finally had a big game. <laughs> finally had a big game. All right, so the offense, do, is uh, the, the, the offense is a mess. The offense is a mess. Very quickly, Wiz, I'd love to get your take on Calvin Johnson. What do you do with him? You got to trade him if you can or keep him. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's tough. Like, with him and Amir, like, I very passionately defended Amir last week because exactly. he and Calvin are such talented players. But, like, man, this offense is Bad. All right, so um, look, Joyke Bell probably a drop. At Get him this out. Point. Um, Amir Abdullah though, is he a drop? No, not yet. No. Not yet. I mean, he's so talented. I mean, it, you watch him with the ball in his hands, and he's so electric. He just has to keep the ball in his hands and well, not that, on the he's ground. He's at a position. He's at a position where you can't drop him. But I tell you what, if he was a 
I mean, this is sounds weird. It's a weird analogy, but if it was a wide receiver, uh, you would drop him in a heart. Do not be afraid to play Theo Riddick in PPR. Yes, leagues, I was though. just going to say Chronicles of Riddick. There P- it is. Theo Riddick. There it is. As a running back, I think has two carries on the year and is the RB thirteen in PPR. <laughs> but he's got like eleven D catches. That's, yes. that's the most insane. <laughs> yes, <stat. laughs> yes, more points than Demarco Murray, Frank Gore, uh, uh, TJ Yeldon. We're talking about PPR leagues. But two carries. I know. He's and got he's 10 a, yards rushing. And he's Amazing. the RB13. Uh, the insane. reason I will make a case, and I, and I was t- I was saying last week, I know we were go- doing a little back and forth, Gelhar, about Amir. Um, I just don't know if he's rosterable. The The offense is just so bad, um, especially if you don't get special teams touchdowns. I just don't know what value he has because the Chronicles of Riddick, Taking all of his third down work, all of the pass attempts, he's soaking up targets, man. Uh, we're talking about Riddick. And then Zach Zenner is being mixed in. Zach Zenner got a lot of work on Sunday. He's being mixed in as well. You you figure in Amir Abdullah also with a two-fumble game as well. I just don't know if the coaching staff is going to trust him. Um, and the offense is so bad that the ceiling for Amir Abdullah is so low. I don't think the ceiling's low. It's coming down, but... He's, he's just a stash right now. You're not going to play him no. until we see more. Right. But his talent is there, and if the offense figures anything out or there's a change of the guard, like, I mean, the Lions are 0-5 right now. Uh, some, something could change on that offense. That's and it's, a great it's, point. It's like the case with the with the Dolphins right now. We were so high on them in the offseason. Yeah. Disaster starting out, but you can't jump ship on those guys yet because a coaching staff change could totally turn things around. Good point. So whether it's that or whether it's just they realize how talented he is and like, hey, we got to win some games. Let's just feed Amir and Calvin. Uh, you, you can't drop him yet. Ta- talented rookie that I am saying that you do need to drop those, Tyler Lockett. It, it pains my heart because he's a very good player. They just not enough targets in that offense for him. Uh, Tyler Lockett, if you've got him, I, I would. Pr- he's a drop at this point. All right, yep. we move on. Uh, how about C.J. Anderson? Are we giving up on C.J. Anderson? Yep. Done. Done. Well, as yep. a starter, I'm not dropping him, but, I mean, you can't play him. You can't even trade him. At and, I mean, and, and, again, another situation where you've got a player – Drafted highly, who's been lousy, has a great matchup this week, and you can't trust him. You uh, can't trust him. Alfred Morris, giving up on him? Well, no, I, I, I haven't played him in weeks, but I'm not cutting. I him. gave up on that backfield a long time ago. You know, he's the he, oddly <laughs> enough. For some reason, Alfred Morris, I just can't quit you. I um, can't quit you, Alfred. You know, I think as, especially after I was talking about Matt Jones I not know. being 100 healthy I and know. Chris Thompson being basically a pass catching running back. Like, I don't know. I know it, it doesn't make sense, but I'm not giving up. You know, I like it. That's what I, that's where I am with Jonathan Stewart. We jumped over him real quick. <laughs> he might actually be uh, the one of the first like every down backs that will be droppable shortly. Like Ooh. I don't know what it is. Like maybe this week he comes back, but the the offense just has been Cam has like as many rushing attempts as he does. Right, and mm-hmm. like well he's been hurt, Jonathan Stewart. I think he's a little been, bit. He's but, been dinged up, and I and I and I wouldn't be surprised just watching him run. He looks really stiff. I wouldn't be surprised if he's dealing with some some injuries that be. we don't know about. Um, okay, well, let me ask you then, Wiz. Uh, if if not Jonathan Stewart, there's got to be a running back in that backfield that you like. No, there's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's hey, no upside. I mean, his, guy, his name is Cam Newton. Oh. <laughs> That's the running back I so, like in that so offense. Jumping ahead a little bit here, I see Roddy White next on the list. Yep. But there's reports coming out that Julio Jones might not play this week. Really? Yeah. And that is a. That's a huge loss if that happens because Atlanta's playing on a short week on Thursday Night Football yep. right here uh, yep. on our air on NFL Network. So 
Roddy White might not be somebody you want to drop right not now just yet. because if Julio can't play, of course everyone's going to say, well, Leonard Hankerson's got to be the guy. But somebody else has got to get targets. Someone else has got to get targets. New Orleans defense is not good. Nope. And, His name um, is Nick Williams. Uh, <laughs> uh-oh. Nick Williams had four targets last week. Okay. He was a preseason superstar. He's, in the, he's in the deep dive, NFL.com slash deep dive. Jacob Tammy. And Tammy. Ta- Jacob Tammy had, he had a lot of targets, targets last week. week. So Much to my chagrin. If you have Julio Jones on your okay. team – be aware that you right. may have to find an alternative this week. And so I, I'm going to throw this out to you. Please. If you could get DeAndre Hopkins straight up for Julio Jones right now, would you do it? You're, giving, Julio up, you're Jones, giving up Julio. To yes. Because Julio Jones, he always gets nicked up. And, you know, I hear hamstring and it freaks, freaks me out. It freaks me out. I'm freaked out. Okay, oh, man. man, I don't know, man. I, I still don't know that I pull the trigger on that. I, I, I don't I, know I hear that. You. I don't know that I wouldn't do it. I hear you. I don't know that I. Man, that's tough. That's, that's good tough. Question. <laughs> can I, can I think on this? That's get the back question. To you? That's the question. Can of the I podcast. consult the fantasy gods? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> Spend some time in, in prayer. I have Julio in one of my leagues. I can't oh. remember which one. Um, and, and you know what? I you might, know what? If you're and, might, and if you're I the Hopkins owner, that out. you would do it in a heartbeat. I might offer that I don't out. Know if I do it in a heartbeat, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I know. I, I mean, look, Luke. nobody likes Nuke more than me. But if I can <laughs> offer Julio Jones, I got to take that deal. I, I got to take that deal. Listen, Julio is awesome, but man, every week it's like he doesn't practice, and then yeah, he gets a ton of work and. Uh, now, now the hamstring is a little bit of an issue. And well, it's two weeks in a row, by the way. It's two weeks in a row. Though, now he may he not, not play, uh, so it's like. Uh, okay. I mean, the first, the first, you know, three weeks of the season, obviously he was, you know, fantasy god status. But the last two weeks, he's not really produced too That's much. It. Well, and also, so. the two weeks ago, that game was a boat race. Yeah, like yeah. before, you even sat down yeah. with snacks to I watch know. it. It was I like know. twenty-one to zero. All right, you, you want to? This is what I'm going to do, guys. All right, Jerry O'Connell, who may or may not be in studio with this week, I'm, I'm okay. not sure. All right. He has um, Hopkins, and you're going to try and give him Eddie. Julio? La- he has Eddie Lacy, and he has Hopkins. Okay. I'm going to offer him Julio and TJ Yeldon. For the other two? For Hopkins and Lacey. What do you think? That's interesting. I don't think he should take it. I don't I think, think he should take it either. I would. All right. Take that we got to speed up I'm here. Throwing, guys... I'm throwing it out throw there. Throw it out there. You I'm guys, going crazy. See, what, see, see what's happening. All right. So let's go waiver wire ads. Uh, the, real, the, real quick off the top before we start, you can read all of these at NFL.com slash waiver wire, NFL.com slash deep dive. Harmon also does a streaming defenses piece that you can find on NFL.com slash fantasy. All of your waiver wire needs are covered there, but we should hit a couple of these guys on the podcast. Yeah, Alex is doing a great job, by the way, uh, as the waiver wire guy this year, so kudos to you. I feel bad for him on Sundays. It's a lot. Sunday <laughs> Monday, man. It's a lot. You want to try, try my schedule? He is try my schedule, but hey, our man. guys kick ass, man. They're working, uh, they're working their butts off, and there you go. That's why we have great content. There you go. NFL.com slash waiver wire. NFL.com slash deep dive. The deep dive read too is so interesting. It's so many names that you're just like, who are these dudes? And then there they are. On then deep dive. for three weeks later, they pop up on the actual waiver wire. Right, right. That's where Leonard Hankerson was for weeks, and then I bam. It. I love it. All right, waiver wire ads. Notable waiver wire ads, of course, on this Tuesday. Uh, let's get to the first one. How about Willie Sneed? The best wide receiver on the Saints. Go get him. That is crazy. I feel a need. That is a need for Sneed. I mean, you got to get him. You got to pick him up. But um, Atlanta's defense is really good against the pass. Yeah, this is this is actually so. kind of crazy, though, because uh, most of these dudes are danger zone guys. Willie Sneed on they the danger been, yep. zone. Gary Barnage on the danger zone. Alan Hearns, danger zone. Kamar Aiken, danger zone. Antonio Andrews, danger zone. 
I haven't got to Stefan. How dare you take my Stefan Diggs thunder? Yeah, but, <laughs> since two weeks ago. I was going to go Stefan Diggs on the danger That's zone. That's all right. This week. De- deep dive and danger zone are kind of going hand in hand, like they are... skipping through the, the poppy fields uh, with great <laughs> fantasy success. All right. So Willie Sneed, uh, certainly a guy. He's leading the team in, uh, in, I don't know if he's leading the team in targets, but definitely yards. Not targets, yards, efficiency. 100%. All that stuff. Willie Sneed, a great ad. Go pick him up. Gary Barnage, we've seen the barnyard dog. Gary, he's legit. Thing. He's legit now. He's legit now. Okay, but what uh, is going again, on? Again, fantasy gods. This week, bad matchup on paper against Denver. Do you start him? I still start him. I still start him. There's not. There's not enough. I, I hope over him that I would start. I hope that the hype hasn't built to the point where. He can't. He can't meet his expectations. All right, let me ask you this very quickly: <laughs> Gary Barnage or Julius Thomas? Who do you go with? Barnage. Uh, who are the Jags playing next week? They're playing Houston. Oh, probably Barnage though. I want to see Thomas come back a little more before I start deploying it, him. This is insane. Okay, keep going. Uh, Marcus Mar- uh, Barnage or uh, or uh, Julius Thomas? Uh, I might go Barnage. Oh, the barnyard. Just, dog. I mean, just, just it's watch, a sweep. Just by watching the fantasy podcast. Just by watching that offense. I mean, they are they are legitimately targeting. Him. Well, his they last are. three big weeks have all been with McCown under center right. too. McCown right. running the more traditional offense likes targeting his tight end, and he's been feeding the barnyard dog. Look, all I know is I after it. he made that catch this weekend with his. The Thighmaster catch. Right? When does he get his <laughs> NFL Network special? When do we get Chasing Barnage? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk to the higher-ups When, when do it. we get a football life, a Gary football Barnage? Life. Barnyard it, it, dog. Gary may or may not be on NFL Fantasy Live at some point in the next week or two. If we so I will make sure to ask him that question. Yeah. Well, no needs, one's been hyping this dude more than NFL he Fantasy He needs to life. get a football life. Come on. Uh, other two to mention quick before we jump to Daps because we'll get, have to get out of here soon. Marcus Wilson for the Bears, like the – Alshon Jeffrey, God only knows what's wrong with his injuries. Eddie what, Royal's what, what injured. What do you do with that guy? Eddie Royal is injured. Wilson caught a touchdown. He's had, I think, like over 80 yards the last two weeks with Cutler coming back. He's a he's a great pickup in that offense. He's Akbar, kind of a, super high. A deep Akbar. sleeper last year. I had to pick him up and start him in a league last week, and Holy I was cow. thrilled for his, like, 15 points that he gave me. I love it. Um, uh, Antonio and then, Andrews is a, is, is a no-name guy. Uh, but he has slowly emerged here in the Tennessee backfield. Slowly is the right word because they continue to split. The touches, I <laughs> yeah. think, this past week were 11-10-10 between Sankey, McCluster, and Andrews. And don't forget, too, I mean, David Cobb is going to be back at some point. Shh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Because I, 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 got, I got made fun of a lot from everybody for how high I was on Cobb, and then he got injured and stuff. So I've just been quietly waiting, watching this backfield. Oh, I've got him stashed on squandering. I'm like, come on. Another I've got player, him in an IR Another spot player in, in a league. situation Atta like baby. that, pick up Brandon LaFell right now. He's eligible True. to come back next week. Ooh, we don't know how healthy he is, but that's and it's not a bad one to point Stash out. Him. Awesome uh, offense, obviously. But yeah, Andrews is getting the goal line looks at least. So if you have to roll with anybody from this backfield, he's very touchdown dependent. But hey, there's eight points if he gets twenty yards sure. and a touch. Uh, Kamar Aiken, love this ad. Yeah, love this ad. He, with all the injuries to the Baltimore pass catchers, Aiken has come alive for them lately. And when he sees, and how about the efficiency? When he sees volume, he produces. He produces. Every, every game that he's had seven or more targets in, he's had at least seventy yards. There's touch. no one else there for them to throw to. I mean, no. they're, they're throwing to Kyle Uzcheck out of the backfield right now. Ch- oh, Joe God. Flacco is running naked bootlegs right. to try and manufacture yards. Um, Flacco is like Fran Tarkenton now. He's rushing for he, touchdowns. He is elite. Can you he look this up very right, quickly, yeah, Kamar sure. Aiken? Though um, I, I feel like he pulled in eight of the eight targets that he got uh, here in. Actually, week five. no, he did not. I believe it or not, he was like four of nine. 
Four of nine. It felt like more watching that game. It felt like a lot more. But absolutely, a week or two ago, I think it was like he seven. Was, uh, seven. Five, five of it. seven. Got it. Got before. it. Got it. All right. So how about Ty Montgomery there uh, um, in a Packers? Montgomery's game? one. I was actually just watching a uh, locker room interview with Devonte Adams, and it sounds like his ankle. They're being very careful with this with it this time because last time they rushed him out early and yeah. he re- aggravated it. So Montgomery is a talented young pass catcher that has Aaron Rodgers throwing him in the football. Yep. Get him on your bench, deploy him in good matchups, and he could emerge. Randall Cobb is still dinged up. James Jones has a hamstring. You wouldn't have told, been able to tell by his touchdown, no. but get Montgomery on your bench. I, I feel like they're trying to manufacture touches for Ty Montgomery as well, just trying to get him involved, maybe get his head into the game. Well, and he's he's fast and he's strong. Like He had a nasty stiff arm of a guy last yeah. week, and we saw on his touchdown too. I mean, granted, no Ram was around him, but <laughs> he's, qu- he's quick, so... They know, they know he can be a difference maker for him. All right. Uh, give me the lowdown on Stephon Diggs. I love his game, um, and I think he fits into that offense very he, well. He does. He he kind of came out in a tough matchup against the Broncos two weeks ago, and there's actually some great like gifts and vines out there of him roasting Aqib Tlaib, who's a fantastic cornerback. Uh, Mike Wallace and Charles Johnson are both injured a yes, little bit. that's what I'm saying. And Stephon Diggs was like a off-season, preseason star as well. I think he's like a fifth-round draft pick, but they were like, this kid's the real deal. He was so productive in and, college. Yeah, and they play the Chiefs this weekend. Hello. So if you're in a deep, slightly deeper league or you know, you're looking for somebody to slide in as a wide receiver three or a flex – Give call Stefan Diggs. Right. See what see what he's up to. Absolutely. Give him a call. <laughs> call him on the hotline. Call him uh, he is absolutely going to be on Danger Zone on Wednesday. Uh, check that out on NFL Network, NFL.com as well. Uh, Theo Riddick, we talked about the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, the bottom line is he's got the, one of the best names in uh, fantasy. <laughs> so go pick him up. I like that. Let's get the Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all All right, our bi-weekly shout-outs to the great things in the world. Not just the world of fantasy, the entire world. Let's start with you, Michael Fabiano. Give me your daily dap. Well, we just talked about him. Gary Barnage, you guys all know, uh, he's a good buddy of mine. And um, I got to congratulate him. Did you know over the last three weeks, no tight end, not Jimmy Graham, not Rob Gronkowski, not Travis Kelsey, not Martellus Bennett, no one has more fantasy points than Gary. And it's funny because... We were at WrestleMania last year with D'Angelo Williams, and D'Angelo and Gary together are like Laurel and Hardy. They are so funny. All they do is break each other's stones. Laurel and Hardy. That's an old school reference. I just dated <laughs> oh, myself. Wow. Use the, use the Google kids to find out about Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> they are a comedy tag team. And what's funny about it is that D'Angelo always makes fun of Gary and says, man, all you could do is block. Yeah. That's all you could do is block, right? Nope. Gary is showing, I mean, he can catch the ball with his groin now, okay? Dude, the thigh master catch. How is this not being called the thigh master catch? And it was so funny when Dan Patrick on Sunday Night Football during the highlights said that Gary's catch was nuts. You know exactly what he was talking about right there. Uh, uh, (laughs) Good one, Dan. Mr. Patrick, yeah. So uh, my dap goes out to Gary, continued success. And, uh, again, hopefully we're working on getting him on NFL Fantasy Live and I guarantee if we do, I will get him Does talking he know about some WWE. Does he know about the nickname yet? Barnyard Dog. I don't know. I could text him. All also, right. uh, funny stat about Gary Barnage. I, I noticed this yesterday. Um, in the last two weeks, Barnage has more yards and as many touchdowns as Graham does on the entire season. Oh, wow. No. Oh, no. Graham is – I uh, listen, I'm not talking <laughs> – I, yep, I, let's, I said my piece we're about dapping. him weeks we're, ago. We're dapping. Stay positive. Stay yeah, positive. Stay yeah. Positive. All right, All here right. we go. How about a Gilhar? 
Uh, I'm going to adapt The Walking Dead. It came back this weekend. Dude, it's been, it's wait, been, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. No spoiler alert. Well, Listen, it's s- already I, Tuesday. No, it doesn't matter. All right, I wasn't going to spoil anything. I was just okay. going to say it's had some up and down seasons. Some people have been like, uh, it still had great episodes. This was a killer start to the season. Okay. It was kind of a cool – it was a cool episode. They did something a little different. They're a pushing, killer start. They're pushing, oh. they're, pushing of, they're starting a lot of big storylines, <laughs> and things have come through, and I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic premiere, so I'm All very right. excited for the season. There you go. MG, hit me. Uh, I want to give a dap to our uh, our friend and former coworker Chris Law, who uh, who made it official. Uh, he put it on Twitter. He and his wife Chara are going to be parents. Soon. Oh, that's dope. so! Uh, yep. Big congratulations. The fact they you know I can't wait yeah. to see you know, in the in Chris the age Law of, in the age with of a baby. Well, yeah, we are all very curious about this. Yes. But uh, you know, in the age of social media, and now when you have to put out these big announcements, uh, they did an Inflate Gate uh, parody. Oh, it was good. Where uh, oh, there's wow. a there's a a pump. And, uh, attached to her, attached belly. to her, to her midsection. So uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so it's good. It's good. But uh, congrats, congrats to Chris uh, and Shara. Uh, Chris yeah, Law used to be a producer on NFL Fantasy. Still, Live. Uh, yep. you, you see him daily on exactly. the Rich Eisen show. Yes, he's so on the Rich Eisen show. So he's a friend of the program yeah. as well. Uh, my daily dap will go, um, and this is probably why I am uh, starting to look like Jay Gruden. But uh, my my daily <laughs> dap uh, is going to pumpkin cereal with craisins. Whoa! Oh, it's so That's good. I mean, good. all the pumpkin. Uh, uh, related items right now is fat. It's out of fabulous. control. It's out of control. It, it's out of control, but it's awesome. Uh, giving it a dap. Uh, try some pumpkin cereal. Uh, throw a little craisins on there. It's like it's like. Oh, a so the craisins pu- is your addition. Yes. I thought it was like that was the no. brand pumpkin no, 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 cereal no, 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 with no, craisins. No. Oh no 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 no! But think about it. Pumpkin cranberry. Yeah, it all goes. Great. It's so fall. Oh, God. that's good because like I miss I. That's the one thing I miss living out here is I do miss seasons like. Weather changing, leaves changing, yeah, all that good hey, stuff. Hey, it's only hundred. We got, we got, we got right seasons. Now. We got, we got hot. <laughs> we have hot. We have, we have, uh, earth, we have earthquake. And then June gloom, which is the weirdest one. Right. In LA, is like in June is when it's supposed to rain all the time. You're like, what? Yeah, all the time by like one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, pumpkin cereal with craisins. Try it right now. I'm Go fine. to your local grocery store. Buy some pumpkin related cereal. Throw some craisins on there. Throw a little uh, cold milk on there. It's it's falling a bowl, man. All right, uh, <laughs> in a all bowl. The, it's falling a bowl, but don't have too much, otherwise you're going to start looking like me. So uh, just keep that in mind. All right, Should all right, we get out of here. I think we're out of here. <laughs> all right, for the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, and the fabulous one, Michael Fabiano. I'm James Cole. We're out of here. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. 
managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.